Section 19 of Constructive Conscious Control of the Individual by F. Mathias Alexander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 3, Chapter 5, Complexity and Complications in Relation to Stress and Strain. Very frequently we are told that the cause of most of our difficulties is the increasing complexity of the demands of living in the present stage of civilization. It is much more to the point to say that our real difficulties arise from the almost universal adoption in practical life of the lowly evolved and gaining principle in our attempts to meet these demands, the result being that we cultivate within ourselves a condition of stress and strain, which in our ignorance we look upon as something apart from ourselves, in a subconscious, unintelligent effort to adapt ourselves to the ever-changing environments of what we designate as an advancing civilization. First, we have stress and strain within ourselves, that is, in the functioning of the psychophysical mechanisms as we employ them to satisfy the needs of the organism in the maintenance of health conditions and in general activity. The errors and defects in the sphere of psychomechanics indicated by the foregoing are the result of the dependence upon unsound and misleading principles concerned with our individual development and growth. Then we have the stress and strain of what we so often describe as the fight for life, the complexity of life, and so on. In other words, the stress and strain occasioned by our endeavor to make the wheels of the complex man-made machinery of life go round in social, industrial, political, educational, religious, and moral spheres. These two spheres of stress and strain, which we have indicated, must always be considered as inseparable, seeing that our social, educational, industrial, political, religious, and moral life depends for its being on the experiences of our individual psychophysical life. The false principles which are applied to the act of living in both instances are entirely responsible for these harmful conditions of strain and for the unsettled state which holds sway at this very moment. Had the prophets, philosophers, and leaders of the past recognized this fact, they would have shown proof of clear analysis and foresight. That they did not do so is most unfortunate, and to this fact we may attribute the growing tendency towards disunion instead of unity, towards dissatisfaction instead of satisfaction, towards enmity and discord instead of good fellowship and peace, the sum total of these present conditions constituting an unsatisfactory instead of a satisfactory stage in human evolution. We have unrest everywhere, unrest in men, women, and children, which is attributed to quote-unquote nerves or some such symptom, and the alarming feature of it all is that it is an increasing unrest. The venomous and penetrating roots of the cancer of disunion continue to spread and have already caused to deteriorate and in many instances have actually demoralized the vital parts of our psychomechanical life, as well as our social and industrial life, and the difficulties in application of the principles which make for unity are already alarming. It is universally contended that we need unity in all spheres, and we are all familiar with the cry, united we stand, divided we fall, and this has a universal application to satisfactory human endeavor. Yet in almost every sphere of human activity, 
in religion, in education, in the social plan, in politics, in trades unionism, etc., we find a growing tendency to disunion. Review the history of human endeavor during the past few hundred years, and consider the cause or causes of the increase in the number of different sects in the sphere of religion, in the number of different systems of education, social reform, in the number of political parties, and probably most striking of all, in the increase in the tendency to adopt, under the banner of trades unionism, measures and principles which impede unity. Surely it is fair to conclude that the cause or causes of the growing disunion in all these spheres is due to some serious defects or defects in the fundamentals of these man-made institutions. If the principles involved had been sound, their application would have tended towards unity, and the fact that the people immediately concerned failed to remain in agreement as to the relative value of the principles they had decided to apply is surely an admission of their unsoundness. Be that as it may, we cannot fail to recognize the important fact that an alarming growth of disunion leading to complications in human activity is herein indicated, and complications are ever associated with misdirected activity. If we keep to our present system of life, living will be still more complicated in a hundred years from now and so on, until possibly such a degree of complication will be reached that we shall not even have time to live. The foregoing serves to indicate that the unreasoned processes which lead to harmful complications in the educational sphere are paramount in every other sphere of life. The parallel to the failure in our teaching methods is to be found in our attempts to progress in social, political, industrial, religious and other spheres, where the remedy is often more harmful than the disease. How absurd, for instance, are the attempts for the quote-unquote uplifting of man in the industrial sphere, when these are associated with that demoralizing conception which has led to the lowering of the standard of man's daily efforts to that of the less capable and so to the lowering of the standard of individual psychophysical functioning in a sphere of labor. We are all aware of the psychophysical effect of giving our best in our daily labors, and there is little hope for the person who is no longer able to gain satisfaction and happiness from this source. Again, in the sphere of politics, what can be more stupid than the ordinary party attitude leading as it does to undesirable individual manifestations of deception, prejudice, egotism, and emotional gusts? It is an unreasonable and dishonest course to withhold support from or denounce measures which one believes to be right and of value to humanity, simply because they chance to be advocated by the political party to which one does not belong. Under the present plan, politics and deception are interdependent. The individual seeking re-election will resort to forms of deception to which he would not stoop in other walks of life, particularly in the matter of making promises which he has not the least hope of fulfilling, and which his electors, if they use their reasoning powers, would often know he cannot fulfill. They are still at a stage of evolution, where reasoning is dominated by the herd instinct, and so they are carried away by his oratory or personality or both. 
The harmful effects of the activities of individuals beset with serious and often abnormal psychophysical defects are present in every sphere of life. And we have to face the fact that it is not the people who are out to do harm to their fellow beings who are setting back the clock of civilization today, but on the contrary, those misguided people who are devoting themselves to the uplifting of their fellow men, whilst remaining themselves under the influence of perverted emotions and prejudices. The history of our social plan, in the spheres of industrialism, politics, religion, education, medicine, etc., for the past 300 years, is of the greatest interest in this matter of the attitude of those concerned with attempts at reform, organization, advancement, and unity. For these attempts will invariably be found to be specific and end-gaining attempts, resulting, even where the specific end is gained, in new complications leading to social conflict and harmful diversity. If we are to check the present overbalancing in these directions and to advance satisfactorily, we must gradually raise the standard of individual psychomechanical coordination and pass to a stage of constructive conscious control which would be associated with the establishment of means whereby principles instead of end-gaining principles. End of section 19